Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. I'm sure it's really familiar to you, to all of you. But let me read uh, for us this morning, just a second, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Well, the, the joys of my life are three children and now two small grandchildren, basically ba a, ba a little infant and a toddler. Uh, and uh, my middle daughter, Shaylee, uh, was a really good athlete. All three of my kids were athletes uh, and we stayed at the track meets and the football games and the volleyball games most of our, our, uh, our growing, our, their growing up years. And Shaylee, my middle girl, who is in California and her husband is a is a minister and she's a speech therapist when she was about 12 years of age she um she was um we didn't know what kind of athlete she was going to be but she was in a track meet kind of a city track meet and I think she was in sixth grade and she'd signed up for some events we didn't know if she was going to be fast or what and whatever but she signed up for the 400 meter race now if you know me very much um I'm not a 400 meter guy at all i'm not even a jogger uh so uh anyways and so but i knew a little bit enough to know that she'd never ran this race before and there was like a, a, about 11 or 12 other 12 year old girls running so i told her i said shaylee now you're not going to want to try to beat everybody the first two or three hundred yards lay back a little bit and then when you get to about 100 yards kick it in kick it in and so uh, i remember standing along the side of a fence right near the 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 end line the finish line and she starts, the race starts. And literally, she immediately became last place. She followed my instructions uh, to a T almost too much. She was trailing everybody. And I knew that she was faster than some of these girls. Uh, and then, um, so I was like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't yell loud enough, but I was like, at least stay middle of the pack. She was, she was last. Uh, and I'm like, she's going to lose this race. And you know how we parents are. We're nuts. We're crazy. Uh, when we get to these ball games, we become different people. So about 100 yards, Shaley takes off sprinting. I mean, running. And, and this is when we found out that Shaley later on would become in high school, a 100-meter sprinter. She she actually, her senior year, qualified for the state finals in Colorado. So she was really fast, but she was so far behind. And so I was, uh, so she's coming down the track the last 100 yards. And I don't think I've ever been that excited at any sporting event in my whole life. I was yelling, Shaylee, run, run, run. And, and she was, you know, she was 12th place. She was 11th place. She was making up so much ground. But the, the girl at, in the front was way far ahead. And I and I realized at one point I was jumping up and down on this fence. And there was a lady that I didn't know right beside me. And she thought I'd lost my mind. Well, long story short, Shaylee came all the way back. It was a photo finish. I mean, it was a neck and neck finish. I petitioned that she was first place. I don't remember what she actually was, but I know that she ran that race. And of course, this devotional is about running the race. And, and in that verse one, it, it says that God has a race for us to run. 
And I won't read through verse one again, but it, but it, 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 there's a lot there. God has a race for all of us to run. I know you and I know this, that God has his will for our life. I believe all people that are saved, that God has a special plan for them. I know that you believe that at NBC, but we believe that, that, that when people are saved and come into faith, um, God has God has a race for them, them to run. In fact, the life of faith is the key. The life of faith that it talks about there in verse verse one is a key to our running this race successfully. It's a daily struggle. Uh, I believe uh, you and I and the people that we minister to every single day is a struggle. But if we're with uh, Christ on the race, grace and strength and faith are ours. Now, it says run with endurance. Uh, like I said, I'm I never ran track at all. I was uh, I was a football player, but I wasn't a track guy. And and, and so I, I realized that um, in my early days of ministry and I'm in the latter days of my ministry now, um, I know it was a sprint for me at times. I was moving fast these days for me and maybe for some of you, it's an endurance race. We are maybe slowing down and we need endurance. We may be even on the back stretch, uh, but the good news is, is God still has a race for us to run. And one little thing before I leave this first verse, don't let anything trip us up. I don't think I have to preach too much about sin to you all. But of course, the people that we preach to on Sunday mornings, you got to preach about that a lot. Sin will trip us up on the race of life. And then verse two, it talks about keeping our eyes on Jesus. Uh, now, I do want to I do want to pardon me here. And if you went to all my the six churches I've pastored, I've had to apologize for all the football illustrations. But now especially we've noticed in the chief season, we've noticed. Uh, maybe some of you don't watch football, but a lot of you do. And Kansas City's all full of that. That the Chiefs drop the most passes of any team in the NFL. 40 times Chiefs receivers. And by the way, these guys get paid a lot of money. I know you agree. They would they would drop these passes. They're paid to do that, you know, uh, from the best quarterback in the NFL. And if you watch the replays, and I have watched them because I've been very interested, especially one Kadarius Tony. Praying for Kadarius Tony, he's one of our young receivers. Literally lost two games for us. Every time he dropped a pass, he didn't look the pass into his hands. He was running before he caught the ball. Just a little bit of football illustration there. Maybe it fits here. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, vision is vital for NBC. Vision is vital for you and me. Uh, physical and spiritual vision. Life is difficult. We know that. Uh, we know the story of Jesus and uh, Jesus and Peter walking on water together and Jesus calls him out. When did he sink? We all know it. When he took his eyes off of Jesus, when he saw the wind and the waves, that's when we begin to lose our vision. That's we be, when we begin to lose the sight of Jesus. I think it's the plan of the enemy. Look at the wind and the waves. That's why the, the, the Hebrew writer says, keep your eyes on Jesus. There's been a storm in our culture. I've been a board member, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years. I don't. I just remember being in Colorado when I pastored Denver First Church and coming over for those meetings and those big meetings about uh, the changing culture and the, and, and the property we were eventually going to sell and, and how God led us that, that whole way. Uh, but let's face it, higher education in America has changed in 10 years so radically now that we find NBC in Kansas City. Uh, an online institution led by an incredible 
leader uh, that we need to keep our eyes on him. And I just want to say today that uh, Dr. Scott Sherwood is, I believe, one of the very best leaders in our denomination. And we are privileged and honor. I'm a guy that believes in following the leader. He's our leader. And, and I believe he has great vision. And so as we keep our eyes on Jesus, we keep following uh, Dr. Sherwood and his vision for NBC. I believe it is no accident that he is our leader at this very important time for our institution. Because NBC matters to the kingdom and NBC should matter to our uh, denomination. So we keep our eyes on Christ. You all know this. I'm preaching to the choir by following him every day. And, and, and it's as simple as that, but it's also as difficult as that. And then finally, I want to I want to honor time here. It says, think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. You know, the most important part of that race for my daughter was those last 10 yards. I mean, that was it. That's the key. And, and and wherever we are on the race of life, I mean, I'm way more down the line towards retirement than I was at the beginning. And, and I have to tell myself every day, these last years of my ministry, if I have 10 or 12 or I don't know how many, you, you never know, I have to finish well. I have to finish well. I don't want to be a quitter. We don't want to be to be a quitter. So don't give up. We see, we see lots of hostility uh, today towards the gospel, towards the church. Uh, if you're a local pastor, you see that. If you're a president of a college, you see that. If you work for a Christian institution, you see that there is hostility towards the church and the message of Jesus. It's full-throated. They don't even try to hide it these days. I remember the words of Jesus in Matthew 10 says, you'll be hated by everyone because of me, but one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Peter said this, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through. And, and so we can't give up. Um, we need each other. I know you as a, a team at, at uh, Nazarene Bible College, you're not giving up. We have a mission. We have purpose. Uh, we're on the we're on the right team, you know, and 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 may I dare say I, I, everybody knows how big a fan I am of it of the Chiefs. Now we are a championship team. Uh, but beyond that, much more important, we follow the champion, Jesus Christ. He's the winner. He's the victor. We know victory is is coming. But at, until we get there, let's don't give up. Um, I encourage you. You encourage me. When we see each other, we realize the battle is raging in many, many parts of our nation and our world for the gospel. This is our time. Those people like Dr. Sherwood and you as a staff and, and we as preachers, we are the ones who have the vital message of Jesus Christ that sets people free. This is our time. This is our time. If we'll run our race, keep our eyes on Jesus and not give up. In a few moments, uh, lunchtime, probably an hour and a half or so, I will meet with a friend who uh, last Easter walked in. Uh, and said, by the way, I know you. We both played college football, and uh, but I had lost sight of him. And uh, he was a Nazarene kid growing up here in Kansas City, but he walked away from Jesus. I mean, he walked away from the Lord in such a manner that three marriages later, he finds himself back last Easter saying, I got to give my life back to Christ. Uh, he and I are the same age. We have lunch at least twice a week. I am privileged to walk 
and run the race with my friend that I'll be with today. There's no greater privilege uh, in running this race is to run together. It's it's not solo. It's it's running together. It's been my privilege to be a board member of NBC uh, all these years and, and to be privileged to be what I believe. Uh, I'm biased, but our mission and our leader and our mission statement are the most focused and the most biblical than than most institutions in our denomination. And I want to be part of that team. So I run this race with you. I thank you for uh, letting me share it with you today. And if anybody's discouraged, let's just run together. Let's run together and keep running the race victoriously for Jesus. 